Chapter 13 They were now on the metro, the underground rail. Thank God I got used to this in London, Paula thought. You will be staying with me tonight. This was not in the plan. We have arrived too late. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle had a top floor apartment. This you must forget. We will leave before five in the morning. That way no one will have seen you. Now, we both need a glass of wine and some food. I'll not be, I will not be long. Don't go near the windows while I'm gone. I live alone. If someone watches me go, then sees someone in the apartment, it could bring trouble. We were very lucky on the way in. I won't move from this chair, Michelle. I'll be glad to sit and gather my thoughts. They relaxed together, not asking questions of each other, talking about the one thing they could talk about, fashion. Paula had slept on cushions on the floor and in the morning was very surprised at how comfortable she had slept. 4.45, they were quietly walking up the centre of the high street of the fashion area. Bakeries and coffee shops will open soon for the early workers, said Michelle. It is okay to be seen here. We are just workers. Paula was enjoying taking in all the sounds and sights of the early morning Paris. My past is behind me. The nuns have well and truly lost their grip. There is so much of life I have yet to experience. I'm ready for it. I have a feeling I'm the luckiest, luckier than most. Suddenly the smell of coffee and fresh baked bread was in the air. The shops were open for business. At the bakery, Michelle brought a pan of bread and asked the baker to slice it thinly. They were now heading up the road a couple of doors to get their coffee. Out of the coffee shop they were heading to the Champs de Mer to sit on a bench and enjoy their breakfast. Paula placed her coffee on the bench armrest then rolled her bread up. She picked up the coffee and dipped her bread into it. Michelle believed she was a French. So far, so good. Now it is full daylight. Paula can see the full extent of the German mark. No wonder Michelle had been so nervous last night. Now they were walking across the bridge to the other bank of the River Seine, heading to Avenue George. Paula has at last reached the end of her journey for the moment. Inside a very impressive building, they headed down to the basement. Michelle knocked on a door. Paula was anxious. 
Who would be wait, she be working with now? She had only the clothes she was wearing and her purse. They were called to enter. They walked into a large room. A lovely surprise awaited Paula. Madeleine sat behind a very large desk. You can go now and thank you, Michelle. We feared the worst when we had when we had a no-show last night. Thank God you're both here. Go home and catch up on some sleep, Madeleine. When Madeleine had gone, Michelle welcomed Paula like a long-lost friend. Paula, you will be living here. Paula followed Madeleine up to the fourth floor where the staff quarters were. As Paula walked into her new room, all the things she had had in Liverpool were here ahead of her. Thank you, Madeleine. It feels more like home already. Your first time in Paris, you are now free to enjoy the views like any French woman. The sooner you start to mix with the other staff and show your talent off, the better. You are very talented. I don't think you know, said Madeleine. If you only knew how relieved I was when I saw you sitting there. I have already learned so much from you, Madeleine. Enjoy settling in. The staff eat together at 8pm. Sometimes work runs late. You will join in the on the cooking roster. I will be on your team. Paula looked at Madeleine with surprise. Yes, everyone takes their turn. Food is so precious at the moment. Nothing is wasted. Paula was a little worried and excited at the thought of getting to do some French cooking. She hoped she would not draw attention to herself with her style of cooking. I suppose that's why I'm on Madeleine's team. Looking around her, taking everything in, am I dreaming? I need to pinch myself. The room, though quite small, was very tastefully done in mint cream and rose. She had a bed, Lots of space for clothes. There was no toilet or cooking facilities. She could cope with that. She realised now it would be a good time to find the toilet. Paula opened her door and stirred, started to look in one direction and then the other. A door opened and a man came out of a room. Excuse me, I'm looking for the toilet. Hello, you found it, he said walking on. Paula's face coloured. She hoped not too much. I will take a walk around and find my feet, she thought, walking down the stairs, happy. When she got as far as the second floor, she heard German voices and came to a stop. She stood quietly and listened. She could hear and understand them very clearly. They were just making small talk. Paula headed straight to her room to get some sleep.
her new job now feeling more real. She fell into a deep sleep. The sound of knocking on her door woke her. She jumped out of bed so to open it. A girl was standing there smiling. We didn't want you to miss your food. I'm Jackie. Paula. Not a good first impression. What, what time is it? 8.15. You must have been tired after your journey from Coombe. Paula just smiled, her training clicking in. Do not answer unnecessary questions. The kitchen was surprisingly homely. She counted 20 staff, including herself. They are speaking so fast, I will have to watch myself, she thought. The meal was very simple. Lots of vegetable soup with pasta in it and bread to dip in it. For afters, everyone was given an apple. We have apple trees in the courtyard. Have you walked there yet? No, I would love to. Another girl put her hand across the table. Call me Shelley. We have a couple of Michelles around here. This is Ellie. And the third Michelle is not working today. Oh good, Michelle works here too. I was not sure. We're on wash-up tonight, said Ellie. Madeleine got up from another table and joined them. It is nice to do some hands-on work, thought Paula. Now out in the open-air courtyard, everyone sounded content with each other's company. That's a good sign, thought Paula. Shelley asked what house she had come from. Madeleine stepped in to give a glowing report of Paula. I cannot wait to have you work with me first thing in the morning. Perhaps you should get some more sleep now. We have a long day tomorrow. Paula smiled, taking her cue, and said good night to the girls. She must be very good, said Ellie. How many of us have gotten to work with Madame? Paula shot up in the bed. A noise had woken her. For a moment, she had no idea where she was. She now understood what was making it. The marching of heavy boots tramping on the ground, getting closer and louder by the moment. Just then, Paula heard a tap on her door. Getting out of her bed and putting on the dressing gown that Patty had made her, she went to the door and opened it. A smiling Shelley is standing there. I thought you might like some company. Your first night here and the Germans have disturbed your sleep. Come in, said Paula. They sat on the bed for a while, Paula letting Shelley do all the talking. They do it so as we lose sleep. We French know how to turn these things to our advantage. The noise was on top of them now. The girl sat in silence, hoping that the sound would not slow down. They both let out their breath as the sound passed by, showing no sign of slowing. God help the house they're going to knock the down, door down off, said Paula. That we pray every night. 
See you in the morning, said Shelley, as she left the room to return to her own room. I will have to be more aware. If we had been sharing the room, she would have known that I had no idea what that sound was when I woke up first. Next morning, Paula was up nice and early. It was not yet 6.30. She got ready for her day with a sense of excitement. Today, she would wear the dress that Patty had designed. She had only worn it once before, the day of Patty's wedding, although she had not been at it. She was sure it was a great day. God only knows when she'd get a letter. What a wonderful morning. I'll head out through the kitchen and take a little walk around the courtyard, Paula said to herself. Then she heard clattering coming from the kitchen. As she entered, she saw it was her team getting breakfast. You never told me we were on this morning, said Paula. We're not that heartless. This is the third Michelle. She's called Michelle, laughed Ellie. Michelle is cutting bread and does not look up at Paula. Now that you are up, you can go pick 20 figs. Paula left the kitchen with a basket in hand and went in search of a fig tree. She had never seen a fig. She passed some trees, apple trees. The apples were not ready for picking yet. They must have some left from last year's crop. I really enjoyed that apple last night. The next tree were pear trees. Ah, these have to be figs, thought Paula. She picked the biggest ones. What a ripe fig looked like, she'd no idea. But it makes sense to pick the biggest, she thought. Holding the first one in her hand and taking a good look at it, it had bluey, purplish, greenish skin. I like the biscuits. So this is how they start out. Her basket now holding 20 figs, she headed back into the kitchen, hoping they would not ask her to prepare them. If they had to be prepared, Madeleine came to her rescue, calling her over to work with her. Go bring me 20 small breakfast bowls. Over there. Paula did as she was asked. Madeleine started to thinly slice the figs, one in each bowl. You will get a knife over there. You can help me slice. This I know I can do well, thought Paula. They were a lovely pink colour inside. Paula wanted to lick her fingers, longing to taste them. Now the cheese, not too much. We are running low on it, said Madeleine. Then two rings of bread roll finished off each bowl. Paula follows Madeleine to her workroom. When they are inside by themselves, Madeleine turns and takes a good look at Paula. You made this gown? No, a very talented friend made it for me. Stepping forward, Madeleine lifted up the dress to inspect it closely. Feeling the material, she said. She must be very gifted to have gotten such poor material to hang so well.
it is not fit for floor cloths. Yet here you stand in a beautiful gown. I'm wearing it today to feel close to her. This is her dream job, said Paula. Perhaps if there is ever a normal world, she will have her dream. Patty thinks that ship has sailed. Perhaps it has not, thought Paula. I'm so proud of you, Patty, at this moment. My heart is bursting for you. How sad I cannot share this with you. It is so hard keeping the nature of my work from you, Patty, thought Paula. Now we can talk about how good you are. I could say nothing in Liverpool. I have been impressed with you from day one. It was such a relief to me when I could see that you genuinely wanted to learn and you showed such flair. You're going to fit in here so well. The nature of your work is eyes and ears only. You must stay as invisible as possible, though with your looks that might be a bit of a problem. Paula blushed. Most of your work will be behind this curtain, said Madeleine, pushing it back. Paula saw a sewing machine, an overlocker, this she was very familiar with from the knitting factory, a long wooden table and a wall with wooden patterns just like back in Liverpool and a wall of coloured threads. The one thing that was missing was the wonderful light. There was only one small window. Now to your real work, said Madeleine. You will receive notes. You will rewrite them in code and dispose of the received notes straight away. Madeleine opened a drawer with a false bottom. You tear them into tiny pieces. I will deal with them at night. When coded, you will also place them in here. This is between you and I. No one else must know. I will never involve anyone else. No one ever. The girls that will pass the notes to you are spat on in the street. They are doing the hardest job in the chain. I have the greatest of respect for them. I may speak offhand to you sometimes. I apologise in advance. I'll do my best, said Paula. Now we will take a look at the order book. There are six working on gowns. I think you have met most of them. We have a meeting this afternoon at three where we set the week's work and do any handovers. You will only be working with me. The rest of the staff are working on uniforms. You know Michelle, Michelle. she will never break cover. She believes you are my assistant and that you are in the chain but not the nature of your work. Here we deal only with the top brass German officers and their mistresses. 
is a lot to take in. I am a very important part in the chain. I have, what have I gotten myself into, thought Paula. Back to the nice side of the job. You have the freedom to design some of your own dresses. Our main hardship is getting good a good material supply. We are not a favourite. We have not been spat on yet. To the outside world, we also cater to the Germans. Just then there was a tap on the door. <laughs>